Hi everyone, and welcome back to The Life She Wrote. I'm your host, Emily. My pronouns are she, her. I'm the creator of thelifesherote.com, where I write about faith deconstruction, religious trauma, and other ex-evangelical topics. This might be one of the most fun conversations I've ever had, and that's probably because my guest this week has been a friend on Twitter for a couple years now, and his humor and authenticity are unmatched. As the title of this episode suggests, Scott is a former professor at APU, and for those of you who aren't from California, Azusa Pacific University is one of the several private Christian universities in Southern California. Despite the seriousness of the tragedy that are some evangelical institutions of higher education, we laugh a lot in this episode. Scott is a great storyteller, and let me tell you, he's got stories. So grab a snack or a beverage and prepare to be entertained and encouraged as we discuss what it's like to deconstruct while your paycheck somewhat depends on how good a Christian you are and how beautiful life can be on the other side. Here's my conversation with my friend, Scott Okamoto. Well, hi, everyone. Uh, Thanks for listening today. And uh, thank you, Scott, for being here and agreeing to join me. Like I mentioned in the intro, uh, Scott uh, was a professor at Azusa Pacific University in Southern California for many years uh, and uh, sort of deconstructed while he was there uh, and then eventually left that position. And so I'm really excited to chat today. Thank you for yeah. being here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It's so great. This is our, we've been Twitter friends for a while and now we get to yeah. speak to each other. It's now great. It's, yeah. It's almost like real life. Almost. Scott, I'm also in California, but Scott's down at the other end of California. So it's we're a big still, state. We're pretty far away from each other. Yeah. So uh, why don't you go ahead and uh, I guess, first of all, talk a little bit about, you know, your background, kind of how you uh, grew up, uh, you know, cause I know you did grow up uh, in Christian churches? Maybe talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um, my, my parents were like late converts. Um, some of their, some neighbors took them to like Bible study fellowship in the seventies. Oh, okay. Um, so suddenly I, I was going to church when I was in like first or second grade and I was, oh, um, okay. and it was a, it was a, like a neighbor church here in Pasadena called Lake mm-hmm. Avenue. It became okay. kind of a big mega church. Um, okay. So, yeah, I just, we, our family just went all in with the Christianity. It, it, it was a, I don't even know what it is, congregational church. And I still don't know what that means. It, it eventually, <laughs> they dropped it. the congregational, <laughs> it's a denomination, I guess. Um, they dropped it that in, like in the nineties, I think. So it's just, now it's just Lake Avenue church. Mm, okay. um, so yeah, I was all in on the whole conservative Jesus thing. I, I witnessed to people in junior high and high school. You know, I did ministry. I learned guitar and joined the worship team. Mm. You know, I was I was like the, the golden child, the the Asian golden child, um, right. in a mostly white uh, area in a mostly mm. white church. Interesting. So, inter- did intervarsity Christian fellowship in college at UC San Diego, uh, which is where I met my wife. And even as we were dating, I think we were already deconstructing because we were like, what's, what does the Bible really say about, you know, all these things like, be, like being gay, like we had a lot of gay friends. And we're like, oh, yeah. so we, we started to sort of pull of the threads of the f- faith tapestry. Mm. Um, then, even though we <laughs> like still consider ourselves Christians, wealth into our twenties. And so, so by the time I applied to APU, 
um, I was already, I feel like I already had one foot out the door, mm. but it was a job. Right. <laughs> and I figured, <laughs> well, if they hire me, I know how to, I still know how to talk the, the evangelical talk and, and right. do that. Right, you know that, you know? that Christianese, you know oh, yeah. I, yeah. I killed at the, at the interview, you know, I just, it's, it's like riding a bike. You know? Right. Oh, I yeah. Need, I don't know if I could do it now, but yeah, I, <laughs> no, we could. Probably could. Um, and uh, so I figured I'll do this for a couple of years and get a job somewhere else um, mm. teaching because it was at least it was experience teaching because sure. I had been a freelance writer for about a year and a half and was kind of mm. burned out on it. Mm. So, yeah, let's try this. Really, I really liked teaching. So um, they just they don't have they didn't have any non-white professors. So they kept promoting me in this English department. Oh, uh, at APU. So I kept getting more classes and more responsibilities. Um, you know, I'm easy to get along with. I, I got along with everyone in my department. I was known as the, the funny social guy who could mm. whip together a, ha- a hangout or something. I'm not, I'm not shocked by that, really. But <laughs> <laughs> it, it shocks a lot of people because when you're Asian American, they expect you to be really quiet and really, um, I don't know, submissive. Oh, that's so, interesting. So some people were afraid of me because oh. it, it's, I didn't compute in their mm. in their assumptions about what an Asian man is supposed to be. So got a lot of sideways glances and rolled eyes. Uh, but most most people I got along great with. Um, so I was <laughs> I was kind of living a half lie when I started at AP. It was like, man, I have all these questions and concerns and really don't mm. like most Christian people. <laughs> yeah, um, and I, I had we had stopped going to church, and you, when you when you get hired, you have to sign this this pledge that says mm. you will be an active member at church, and and you and you believe the Bible is completely inerrant and infallible, oh. and and oh. almost probably a solid half of the faculty don't believe that, but they sign it because we you know it's money. Because yeah, you want a job. Yeah, yeah, we're we're like Christian education whores. We're like, just just give me the money. I'll sign. I'll say. I'll say whatever you want me to say. I'll, I'll assume the position. I don't think sometimes I don't think it's all that different for students to sign those uh, behavior yeah, contracts. No, for sure. There and theirs, theirs is much long a longer list of you know. I yeah. Promise I won't have sex, and I especially promise I won't have gay sex. Right. Um, they always had to put the gay part in, even though I'm pretty sure that's covered under sex. But um, <laughs> right, but sex just, is sex. In case you're not clear, gay sex <laughs> is also prohibited. Um, uh, wow. So it it became this kind of humorous existence of uh, slowly and steadily deconstructing and realizing. Because I think there's a part of me that, that was still Christian that thought, well, if I'm going to stay a Christian, the the one place I would get my ans- answers to all these questions would be a, an accredited evangelical university. You know, this this should be the the place where sure where answers biblical where or biblical biblical scholars might be found there. Sure, or and biblical they, and historians they are, or and they are and they are completely not helpful. <laughs> Because the most confident evangelicals are the ones that don't know theology. The, right. So, you know, your, your English, I mean, they know some. They read maybe C.S. Lewis or something. <laughs> you know, like, so the, 
the the history teachers and the math teachers and the biology teachers, you know, the biology teachers, most of whom don't believe in evolution, um, they are all very wow. confident in in what they think the Bible says. But you talk to an actual biblical scholar and they'll be the first to tell you, oh, yeah, this is confusing. <laughs> it doesn't, right. Oh, yeah, that yeah. doesn't make sense. You know, we, we argue about that all the time. And exactly. Um, so, yeah, no, I got no answers. I got I got the usual pat answers. Well, you have to ask God when you get to heaven. And, oh, God, I hated and, hearing uh, that. Yeah. So eventually I got into I, I was in trouble there from day one. I was I I developed when I was, a, I was I taught at community college first and I developed. I realized most high school students in America don't know parts of speech, you know, your basic building blocks of a sentence and I'm teaching writing. So I'm, right. we have to go over what's a noun, what's a verb, what's an adjective, you know, et cetera. Oh and at community college, oh I had, I had said, I love teaching at community college. I'm hoping to go back. Um, I had said, you can, you can, you can use the word fuck in pretty much all the parts of speech. And I would mm. diagram a sentence yeah. with using the word fuck. Yeah. Throughout and and I had many students tell me, "Oh, I never understood adjectives until until I saw you use it as an, <laughs> uh, you know." And so I wow. <laughs> stupidly brought that to freshman writing at APU, figuring it, it worked. <laughs> and I think my department got like 20 phone calls or emails that day like, "My professor wrote fuck on on the board." I thought it was kind of funny, and my and to my department's credit, my my boss thought it was funny too. But he's like, "You you probably shouldn't." Yeah, do that you probably here. should. You probably it's, should explain that. He was this really old level. guy. He'd been there for like fifty years, and and he had a, oh my he, was gosh. A, he was a great guy. He was he was oh. honest. He's about to retire, but he was he mm. chuckling as he's like, "I I can see <laughs> the pedagogical uh, thinking there that you use, but <laughs> probably a, it's not going to work here." So. He appreciated the method, just maybe not the yeah, yeah. choice of words. So couldn't do that. That's um, brilliant. So I love from it. from that and that was like the second week I was there. And oh so my from gosh. There, I was hauled in to talk to my chair probably three to ten times a year for the next fourteen years. Um, oh my god. Usually was there a lot because, of was there a lot of censoring that went on there as far as like the books you could assign for reading or things like that? Like it it depended on the department. The English department said was very cool because they're like assign whatever you want. Wow. Um, I, I did That's get into awesome. trouble <laughs> from the administration <laughs> on that end, but oh um, okay. Yeah, you shouldn't assign Bart Ehrman books. Uh, at APU, <laughs> which, mm, which, is, yeah. which is basically like showing the, the errancy of, of the Bible, right? Yeah, uh, and and Al Franken books do not go over well. Um, ah, at, yeah, uh, it, it was. I thought it'd be funny. You know, it's called Lies and the Lying Liars that Tell Them. A fair <laughs> and balanced look at Fox News, and, and, right. and uh, uh, man, they hated that book. I, wow. I think no one, not not many people, actually read. Because um, Jesus is is more important than education. Well, yeah. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. So eventually, I was in so much trouble. I there. I think they were they were gonna fire me. Uh, oh, so I went. Wow. I went from adjunct, and I got promoted to lecturer after a few years. And then, because APU pays so horribly in Southern California, they couldn't h hire anybody. <laughs> no one. 
people well, way to yeah, fly. if you can't afford to live there, yeah. then you what? live on forty six thousand dollars a year in Southern California. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so the people would apply yeah, no. and they would be interviewed, and we'd say, "Yeah, we love you." Here's the job, and they'd look at the the contract, and they'd be like, "Oh hell no, heaven no, well, I'm not gonna." Yeah. How the heck? Wait, it costs this much to rent and car insurance and oh, gas yeah. and food and there's no so, way. So, so at at one point there was like five openings in our department, wow. and and no and no way to hire anybody. So they gave me and a couple other adjuncts the jobs. They're like, "Well, you guys are here. You've been doing it. Um, here's you're an, you're now an assistant professor." So I did that for five years. Wow. Um, and then then they found out that I was part of this underground LGBTQ club, and they demoted me back to lecturer. And then, oh uh, my gosh! And then they eventually devoted me back all the way back down to adjunct. What? Yeah, because, yeah. <laughs> it's and, just so ridiculous. Like, it's almost like, well, we want to fire you, but we're so desperate for people to teach these classes, so we still yeah. want you to teach, but we want you to know that you're in trouble. Yeah. Like, it, they right? Had- Is that? Yeah, that's, that's exactly it. Um, wow. One of my students, his grandfather and father were on the board of trustees. And he came, I was at a meeting oh. one night during the week, and he he came running up to me, and he's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. Why? What's, what's, what are you doing? He's like, I just overheard my grandfather and father talking about you. Oh. And the board had a meeting, and you're on this list of liberal professors to keep an eye on and you may oh, be having shit. people come to your class <gasps> so he's like so you know that that assignment on uh sex and that assignment on <laughs> being gay and the assignment on drinking oh. and the assignment <laughs> on, like maybe you shouldn't do those this semester <laughs> and, oh uh, my gosh and he was the kid was shook he was he, he'd overheard oh, yeah talking I mean, about me and he wanted, he's oh. like, I wanted to, I wanted to defend you. I wanted to, but you know. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, this poor kid. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, he felt, he felt horrible. And, oh. um, but nothing really ever happened. A couple board of trustees, people came to my lit class to, to sit in and they had a great time. I, I know how to ham it up and I made them sure. part of the lecture. <laughs> hey, <laughs> I mean, if, if you're going to sit there and babysit my, my teaching abilities, then I'm going to make you be involved like that's uh that's what yeah, I'm exactly. I exactly like, <laughs> i would just i didn't want to act like i was nervous or scared i was like hey look at we, we got a board of trustees person visiting us uh, well, tell us yeah. about yourself <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> i love it <laughs> oh my god okay so the thought i was having as you were talking about how little they wanted to pay uh, faculty or professors. Yeah, and there's no tenure. They there's no tenure. They eliminated tenure like back in the 80s or 90s. So, so my next, na- my the natural thought that I had was while you were talking, most of these Christian universities uh, are not cheap for students to attend. Right. Like they're very expensive schools. These are privately run universities. Yeah. Uh, they're very expensive. So where is all that fucking money going? If it's not paying the professors, 
who's oh. making money? Like who's they built a whole nother campus in the time I was there. So it went to construction. What? Um, it went to promotion. They started advertising at Dodger games. They went they uh they they invested very poorly in a um Irish bank before the the last what? recession and lost like all the money. Um Oh my gosh. So yeah, the professors didn't didn't make it and the administrators were paid very handsomely. Um, we found out. Mm, that's not shocking. Like, like yeah, like mid six figure. Um, I yeah, just yeah, don't so. understand that business model. Like we're going to keep building more buildings so we can have more students, but we don't want to pay people a living wage to teach them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you've been there for 20 years and you're, you're a full professor, it's on the low end of education, but it's, it's livable. Not very many people make it that far. Well, um, yeah, understandably so. The greatest was they started to build a science building, and I'm putting science in quotes. <laughs> I don't know how quotes. you have a whole Big science. Quotes, people. <laughs> I don't know how you have a whole <laughs> science department that doesn't believe in science. You know, um, That's the, so when I got hired as the full time job, I'd already been there for like seven plus years at that point. I, I had to do the new faculty whole thing like I didn't know anything and so oh. they assigned to me a faculty mentor and it just happened to be the the chair of the biology department oh lord and he's this he was this cranky old guy <laughs> he didn't like women in leadership he was very vocal about oh. that oh. Uh, he went to Lake Avenue where I grew up so he knew my parents oh um and uh I I just point blank asked him like you're chair of the biology department like how old is the world <laughs> in your in your <laughs> mind and he was sort of well yeah that's a tough one um you know some people think this and i'm like no but what uh, uh -huh. what what do you think and he's like yeah. I, I i lean toward the science and the, um, mm. but i t i totally see that you know the other the, how you could think it's you know five or six thousand years old and you know and like most of the uh. department were, were young earth creationists and like the very foundations of fucking science <laughs> that that they don't follow. It's, it's like, right. Wow. And How so every time I hear about an APU student who got into grad school or med school, and it does happen, it's rare, but it happens. I'm I'm amazed. <laughs> it's like, wow, you because the, the way they do it. Well, we teach evolution, but they always have to make a disclaimer about but this is not what we believe you know this is not oh my this God. is this is bad like the our provost you know the head academic is famous right. for giving talks and part of his talk was like we all know that evolution is just bad science and oh my and, gosh yeah so wow yeah, yeah don't you have to take like a some kind of test to get into med school like don't i mean i'm no i mean i'm no i'm no like smarty pants or anything but like don't you have to take a test that probably has real science on the test i would assume like yeah I, the mcats <laughs> right but, so so right so basically i guess they're learning it and just sort of thinking well i gotta learn this the worldly stuff but we I all know so. that this is you know it's a means to an end it's so i can become a doctor and serve the lord and make money I guess that's, I guess, and I guess those are probably the doctors that have ended up on like YouTube and 
TikTok saying yeah. how, well, I'm a doctor and I'm telling you the vaccine is not safe or something. Right. Like, yeah. The, the, all yeah. those anti-vax, anti-COVID doctors probably came from places like APU. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. The, right. the math There's a lot of out. places, but yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not just APU, I'm sure, but yeah. 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 It's, <laughs> yeah. The, I went at a new, at a faculty, the, the big, celebration at the beginning of the semester i sat down next to a guy who said he had just come from caltech and i thought oh thank god we finally have like a real (laughs) math science scholar here right right like so i said i sat next to him and i was like well basically you're gonna have you you probably already know this but you're gonna deal with a lot of like young earth creationists so you know Mm -hmm. you might want to figure out how you're gonna handle that Uh and and he looked at me and he's like yeah yeah that's why i came here Oh my god! I'm like, oh, oh okay. So then mind. the conversation came to an abrupt halt, and <laughs> I was like, so that's maybe he got kicked out of Caltech. Um, yeah, I can't was, imagine being at Caltech I know. and being a, a young Earth creationist at Caltech. I mean, you you'd be laughed out of every room you're in. Um, well, yeah, I don't. I there's reality, and then there's not reality. So yeah, if you're yeah, I don't. Yeah, so he basically came to APU because he knew his views are welcome. Uh, wow. There. Is APU associated with a denomination? Because I no, can't remember. Um, no. Okay. No. It's pretty much just they call it the a Wesleyan tradition, which is a oh okay not super descriptive and and honestly most no of that's the very vague. Don't can't really tell you. Uh, what what that means i think to me it just means you're you're not down with calvinism and you're not da- and you're not down with catholicism <laughs> so right. what, whatever is left once you once you wipe that off the board yeah that's what we are that's that's wow that's, that's it and did they be- did they believe in like uh like but were they uh did they also believe in like like rapture like end times theology stuff was that like a normal I would taught like in Bible classes there, or I would I would say it's part of the culture. It's not. I don't think you. Most of the Bible teachers were pretty good with the whole, you know, what's in the Bible because you know all that stuff isn't in the Bible. Right, right. Um. So I, I think even though the most conservative Bible teachers were could be racist and a lot of a lot of them were sexist. Sure. Yeah. But they were serious about their biblical scholarship, and and I'm you know no serious theologian gives any credence to all the end times, you know, right, the, right? The media, the Left Behind series, you know. Oh yeah. So, uh, to their credit, I would say they are not <laughs> one one half yeah. point. Yeah, for we'll, the, we'll, we'll, I'll for give the them the full point. Yeah, yeah. No, they can have they can have two because two two points. Two the points. religion the religion department at APU gets two points. <laughs> two points for that because biology department negative ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a film department or film and and film theater something. Oh, F-T-F-T. okay. But like half the professors don't let students watch our movies, and you're left with like. You know, Bambi, um, right? Forrest Gump. I'm trying to think, like, like epic, <laughs> it, movies. It always, it always reminds me of a, 
the the episode of Gilmore Girls where they get tasked with picking the movie to view in the park, and every year it's the yearling. <laughs> it's like like this big binder of like really terrible movies to choose from because it has to be appropriate for everyone (laughs) like family viewing (laughs) like there has to be something better than the yearling and then after pouring over this binder for hours and hours they're like i guess we're watching the yearling (laughs) (laughs) so you said you weren't going to church for a really long time yeah we're still there yeah, so, even though I, I wrote that I, I was. Even though, right, even though you. Liar, well, liar, so at, when, when we moved back to L.A., we, we both went to grad school in San Francisco. Oh, and okay. we came back to L.A. We tried going back to my old church because they had started this sort of younger, moderate, I think we were in our late 20s at the time, group, mm-hmm. Sunday school class. So oh. we joined that. But it was it was awful. It was like mm. so, I mean, to, to the... To them, it's moderate. To us, it felt like conserv- super conservative coming from San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. So we stopped going there, and then we went to All Saints here in Pasadena, which is a famous super liberal oh, okay. church. Um, you know, it's, it's Desmond Tutu's church in California. Probably why I never heard of it when I was living in Southern California. Oh, yeah. It, it's not even considered Christian if you're if you, if, if, from our old circles. Right, right. <laughs> we call it NPR church. You know, anytime someone's talking about oh, a book on all things considered, they're probably speaking in the rectory that Sunday. Um, okay. So nice. It's great. And so and it's very liberal. And we, we sat in pews and I did the liturgy thing with, you know, sitting next to gay couples and interracial. It was mostly white. That's, but, that's um, awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a nice, it was a nice end to my faith journey. Cause then yeah. at, at some point I realized, well, why am I here? You know, I could be at yeah. home making waffles with my kids. Right. I could, you know, I, I could be doing a lot of things on this, yeah. this precious Sunday morning mm-hmm. into afternoon. Um, so eventually I just stopped going there and it's funny. All saints is considered like the last stop. <laughs> Actually, so Episcopalian funny. churches are often considered the last stop on the, the faith journey. That's funny you say that. You stay there, the, or you get you. Just get that's off. the last church I. Uh, the last time I saw in church on a Sunday morning. I'm glad they exist. Yes. You know, yes, they do amazing absolutely. things for social justice. Yes. Like, like during civil rights, when most of the churches were still not on board, like lo- churches love to pat themselves on the back and say, "Oh, we we supported you know civil rights." Like, no, you no, didn't. They didn't. Until that's why after they started 1964. Christian. Yeah. No, that's why they started Christian schools because they yeah, they yeah. wanted segregation. <laughs> yeah. So, but All Saints, there's a, there's a picture in in one of their hallways of them in the, in like I think in the 50s, you know, before it was cool. <laughs> getting on a mm. bus to to go to, to a march with the civil rights movement mm. so and they were That's the cool. only church that i know of outside of the quakers that were opposed to japanese internment camps um, mm. during world war ii Interesting. Interesting. Um, so they've always this is a church that's been on the right side of history throughout its time they, they went to war against george w bush uh, or bush declared war on them and and they won um, nice. so uh yeah it was a great it was i'm glad it's there I, Absolutely. When it comes down to it, though, I kind of want to just do something else on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I so. feel that. My wife Jerry hung on to All Saints a little longer than I did. Mm-hmm. Um, she, our daughter, when she was real little, was, was precious. She joined the choir and wore like a white robe oh. and just sang. And so, yeah, I went. I would go to that. Kind of cute. But, but yeah. my my wife would still go on Sundays for for like 
maybe six months longer than I, I did. But then mm. she she came home and was like, yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Mm. We, don't, we don't need to do this. Yeah. What do you feel like you've learned about yourself that's helped you know kind of like what your purpose is and like what what you value about yourself that you feel like this is what I'm going to give back to the world. Uh, this is what I'm going to give of myself because I think a lot of us still have, uh, you know, we have a lot of love to give and we have a lot of compassion to give and, um, and a lot of talents. I'm not going to use the word gifts because, (laughs) 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 but, you know, uh, but I think we do. And so I'm always curious what people's, uh, when people have left and been gone for a while, especially like, you know, how do you think about that now? Like, how do you frame that kind of thing now? Yeah, that's a great question, because that's that's asking basically, who are we? Um, right, and that's yeah, because our identity was like so. Uh, yeah, that was in, who we that were. was your identity, right? Yeah. yeah, I guess to me, it's all tied together with my deconstruction. Was instead of everything being because the Bible told me so, or because Jesus mm. would want me to, right? You know, some of the things about Christianity are admirable visiting people, you know, when they're sick and um, sure. feeding people. And so I, I've kept Absolutely. all that, but right. more just so, I don't know, to leave the world a, a better place. Um, right. So uh, I was joking with people the last week that my, my deconstruction was, was so gentle in some ways. I mean, it's, it's mm. horrible and stressful and that we, we all bear the scars, sure. but when you read people's stories on the on the on the different uh facebook groups and twitter right. it, it, apparently some people just bolt up right in the middle of a church service and say oh shit i don't believe this anymore what do right. i do <laughs> <laughs> and all their friends are there all their community all their resources you know their whole identity right. is in this church that suddenly like and, and that has to be terrifying but yeah. for me like when i started at apu i already was joining other communities and mm. uh, there's a great vibrant Asian American arts community here in, in Los Angeles called the Tuesday night cafe. And I just planted myself in the, nice. in that community. And those people became my people, my friend, my, my chosen mm. family. That's so great. So by the time, by the time I was just like, yeah, I'm officially I'm come, I'm done. Just I'm public about it. Yeah. Right. I, I had, ditched all my church friends except for just a precious few and i still have a couple very good friends who are christian but for the most part i was completely gone from it so it was Mm. you know hadn't been listening to christian music in probably 30 years and um (laughs) (laughs) oh what a blessing (laughs) yeah so so like when you guys on twitter are always joking about all these bands once you get past like 1990 like i have no idea who you're talking about oh that's hilarious that's really funny Oh, so back to your question of uh, oh, yeah, sorry. my my, <laughs> my deconstruction. No, I'll talk about music all day. Um, I know, right? The, yeah, I felt like I can still be who I am with the, these somewhat Christian values, hmm. but it doesn't have to be because of of the Bible. It can be just because we want to make make the world a better place. So I got, I got really into music again, which I had sort of lost in my, you know, when you have kids, you don't Mm. have time to be in a band. And and now I'm like this old guy playing music with people much younger than me. Um, That's awesome. And 
but it's all tied together with this sense of community and activism and trying to fight against racism and misogyny mm. and the anti-LGBTQ um, values right. that are out there and trying to make this world equitable for everybody to give everybody um, very basic um, things <laughs> like right. shelter and food Just and basic and, human rights. Yeah. yeah. And <laughs> not be killed. Not, not right. be So, Mm. Yeah, it's. I like that. And so much of it is tied to, of Christianity is tied to capitalism. Um, I think I mentioned before oh, I was yeah. at, at big major war with the School of Business at APU because um, mm. I used to joke that uh, you know money's not everything, and and you guys all you care about is money. I mean, for God's sake, at APU they used to sell. I think they don't. They don't think they do anymore. They used to sell a license plate frame that had that Jeremiah verse. Twenty nine eleven. Yeah, about oh. you know, I the the riches yeah. I have store for you or the whatever. plans I have for you. Plans yeah. for you. As this yeah. little wink wink, you know, you, you get with God, you're gonna be rich. And that's the the business school is all yeah. about the prosperity gospel. Ooh, gross. Like a hundred percent. And to me, that is just a terrible like first of all, that's fucked up on it on yeah. just about every ethical moral level. But it's right. also completely contrary to, to what Jesus and 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 the, oh, yeah. especially the New Testament was was trying to get across. The one possibly good thing about Christianity was money was not was bad. Money was potentially very bad. Um, right. In my Shakespeare class, I used to like really piss off my students because the only you know there's that famous uh, signature that Shakespeare has. Mm-hmm. The only reason we know that his his signature is because he had to sign a document his father was ac- was accused of usury which is like making money off of mm. money was charging interest that that was illegal oh. because because the whole Jesus and the money changers thing and oh, all things it was illegal in christian societies to make money off of money and, interesting i never yeah. even knew that and now all of christianity is based off of banking and business and and going into they debt and charging you know it's like it's amazing how Christianity morphs into the the cultures that in which it exists, and so now oh, money yeah. is godliness. You know, if you're if you're ri- you're rich, we're back to like the King David kind of thing. We're like, well, God blessed him mm. um, with riches mm-hmm. and power. Um, mm-hmm. So, well, as we know, Christ- evangelicals do like they do like to reach back into the Old Testament when it suits yeah, yeah. their when it suits yeah, yeah. their purposes. Yeah, you yeah. know, we don't like follow for- anything Leviticus except for the gay thing. Right. Right. Especially like things like, you know, toxic masculinity and, you know, that, that they very much like the God of the old test, the images of the God yeah. of the old Testament, uh, yeah. when they, when they want to talk about what's manliness and what's, uh, you know, gender roles and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Yeah. Whew. Yeah. yeah. So that's a funny that's story a about choice. the last story about the school of business. The, the daughter of the Dean of the school of business was in my literature class mm. and, uh, I had this running joke with the kids who would take my freshman writing class would then eventually sometimes take my, my literature class. Mm-hmm. And we had this joke. It was just a joke. I'm like, yeah, English majors are all going to hell along with the business majors. Um, cause, <laughs> cause the English majors read too much like bad stuff, you know, right, and the, right, and right. The business majors are just like disobeying Jesus, you know, 
Mm-hmm. And and when no one I no one was ever and never said that joke in a in a mean way or an accusatory way. It was just our little inside joke. So before yeah. class one day in this literature class, and I didn't know the daughter of the dean was in the class sitting in the back uh, row. Uh, one of my students came up to me and said, "Hey, professor, guess what? I'm going to hell." I'm like, "Oh, what for what?" And she said, "Well, I just switched to a business major." And we all had a good laugh about it. And then I started the class. Now the the daughter thought it was hilarious too because I explained the joke. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Like, I, I, no, no disrespect to the business majors. We just right, this right. Is a, she went downstairs, ironically, to her mom's office, and was telling her friends about that little exchange. Her oh. mom overheard it and got pissed. She oh sent an God. email to my boss, to the administration. Oh my God. I needed to be talked to and reprimanded, possibly oh. fired, because I was disrespecting <laughs> the business majors. So I was, at first, I was oh like, no, fuck gosh. all of you. Like, and all my, all my students were just pissed at this girl. She, I felt bad for her. She felt terrible. She didn't mean to get oh. me into trouble. She didn't do it on purpose. No, yeah. no. She thought it was funny. You know, she thought it was. Yeah. She, yeah. She didn't even tell her mom was just eavesdropping on her and her friends. Mm. So I agreed to meet with the president and vice president of the student business club. Oh my God. What? And they, <laughs> they came to me looking all like righteously That's... indignant. And they're like, can you please explain <laughs> to us how it is you said what you said? And they're like, hey, it was a, joke and let me explain it to you and they explained it to him they're like oh the bible says that and they're like oh my gosh we don't we didn't know that i'm like do you guys talk about the bible in your business classes do you talk about jesus they're like no this like I Plus, they so- probably had like some even if you're a business major most christian universities you have to take like basic Bible classes like that and a class called business ethics which was a joke um it was basically like how to not get caught you know doing shady things which (laughs) which it should be that's what business is um (laughs) to their credit they're honest yeah Yeah. so anyway Mm -hmm. that that to me that was toward the end and and uh they were they actually ended up apologizing to me for for uh taking my my time oh my to, to meet gosh. with them. So I was like, yeah, maybe go I, ask your 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 business professors about like the Bible stuff. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that's important to a place maybe like works, APU. Maybe work some yeah. work some stuff into that. Maybe 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 some yeah. some Jesus stuff. I don't yeah. know. Like, so a few years later, the, the whole school lost their accreditation. Wow! After you left. Of, the, no oh yeah it was like around the same time i left in 2013 they lost their accreditation and they're accredited with another thing not a a much less a much less prestigious accreditation wow so what does that mean for students like can they still transfer their units now to other schools or does that mean that less schools will take will will uh, acknowledge their credits or take their credits yeah i'm not sure i mean it's it was their grad school so most of them oh, okay their last but yeah a lot of students ask well what does that mean for my business degree and i'm like i don't know yeah like yeah especially when they're applying for jobs or you know right i mean it's um, so but yeah anyway that was a great irony that's the flagship well, graduate program lost their accreditation oh my gosh in conclusion like i was talking <laughs> with uh i think blake and um maybe on one of those Twitter threads, mm. like when I deconstructed, I, I was so happy to be gone and never having to speak about this again, other than the book I'm trying to write. 
Right. And the book was painful because I had to relive mm. all that shit. It and, is. It's hard. Um, Writing memoirs is like it's. Yeah, it was. And I, I'm work. trying to keep it funny and light, but sure. yeah, there's just moments where it's just like, oh, my heart rate goes up. Anyway, I was. Yeah. Other than that, I was living my best life, and then Chrissy and Blake reached out to me on Twitter, and I'm suddenly I'm in a conversation, and suddenly I'm I'm back <laughs> at war. It's like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> like I was honorably discharged. Living civilian life, and now I'm back in it. I'm back in the trenches. I joke about it, but it's great. I I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I I. This is this is part of your the answer to your question is to help other yeah. people get out, um, and to help right. and be a resource for people who are who are out and struggling. Yes. Um. There's there's a there's an amazing life to be lived. Um. Once you can extricate yourself from all the bullshit of, of our, of our upbringing. And it's always there. It's still, sure. I'm, I'm always aware of the contrast between my life now and the, and the life then, but yeah. it doesn't have to have that negative impact, that, that pull to, to, to feel guilty, to, to feel ashamed of, of who you are. Or, or right. There is so, an, there is another side, like, yeah, even there's... even though deconstruction is not linear, a lot of times it right. feels circular. Yeah. But but a lot of time, you know, you do get to a point in that circular process where, like you said, it's uh, it's not necessarily painful all the time, twenty four right. hours a day. Yeah, like, and I would say it's not painful at all anymore. I, f- I feel like I've experienced more joy and mm-hmm. bounty in my life since deconstructing than I ever did uh as a christian i love that and and it's it's possible like you you think you think the apex of your existence is like that amazing worship service when i was in junior in high school and i felt the spirit move and it's like (laughs) oh man it's that's the standard man we gotta try and find that again you know at the at that summer camp and Mm -hmm. people started you know dancing and speaking in tongues not not suggestive dancing um and right, right. The, the right kind of dancing and spontaneous worship. Yeah. And, but like so much of life is just blown so far past all of that, that mm. it's, uh, yeah, it's find your people, find, find your community, yes. find your, you know, your purpose. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. It's, I love that. There's only ever going to be people leaving and, uh, or even just questioning right. and wanting to know, is there safety on the outside? Because that identity is so uh, steeped in you, you know? Yeah, so. yeah. It's a weird thing to be defined by something you're not anymore. <laughs> it's, right, yeah. It's so, so much That's of a what really we good... do and, like and identify with is based on what we don't believe anymore. And that puts you at a really odd place. I think um, uh, a, a necessary place. Yeah. I, I, you know, yeah. I, we. I think the the work that you know, you you tweet a lot, and it's so great to to re, to, to read. Probably too much. Thank no, you. no, no. Like I, I, <laughs> I, I just don't know what to say most of the time because I don't know like most of the people and most of the issues. So I'm just sort of like, I'm like the hype man behind you guys, going, yeah, yeah. You want some? You I want, love it. Come, Scott, come Scott, at me, man. Yeah, Scott's always good. For I don't know a, who the fuck we're talking about, but throw down. <laughs> but I got you, man. Like, don't don't mess with my friends. Uh, that's great. 
Well, Scott, I just don't want to take up too much of your time today, but I am super grateful that we had this conversation. Um, and I just want to thank you for sharing your own experience so candidly. And, um, and you teased about the book that you've been working on. Yeah, I've been working on a book so, for several years. Um, but yeah, I still, I think, rewriting a good chunk of it. When I first started writing it, it was like, yeah, Christianity and education can work. And now I'm just mm. like, uh, no, fuck that. It can't work. It's a, it's, mm. it's a dead end. <laughs> and here's my story. Um, nice. So, yeah, hopefully well, I'll get that done. But I, thanks for having me. It's been, oh, it's been great to talk, I've, connect. Yeah, absolutely. And, yeah, you are more than welcome back on here anytime. Uh, and... Do you you still you write on your blog, right? Yeah, uh, r okay. So my okay, blog. yeah, it's not a, I don't do a lot, but it's a few five or six posts a year on something that's bothering me usually. Yeah, um, <laughs> nice. And I have read some of them before, and they're really good. So you should definitely go read Scott's writing. Also, I'm gonna embarrass Scott a little bit, but. Y'all don't even know that you already know who Scott is because his music that he wrote is literally playing at the beginning and end of every single episode of my show. So Scott composed that and he, uh, so first of all, thank you in person because I still oh, yeah, love that it. Was an it's honor. amazing. Okay. And so what, I, tell me when you're sick of it. We'll, we'll change it to something else. I know. Okay. If you're listening, yeah. You listeners. Yeah. Tell me if you get started listening to yeah, it yeah. and Scott will uh, write something new, but yeah, you've actually I have a been heavy listening. metal track that might work. <laughs> nice. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe we'll save that one for, uh, for like next year's election cycle. Cause I'll yeah, probably yeah. be feeling a lot of rage around that time. Yeah. I'm sure. What so if you ever talk um, about like hell or, um, <laughs> something really like dark oh my gosh i love it i love it well thank you very much and uh it was just a pleasure to have you here thanks all right take care take care you too this has been another episode of the life she wrote the podcast For more information, look for the links in the episode description on whichever platform you're listening right now, or you can go to my website, thelifesherote.com, and click on podcast in the main menu. And as always, if you enjoyed today's episode, we'd love it if you could go and rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Until next time.